Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast of Airwolf themes, Stuart drinking from a massive jug, and high adventures. Uh-huh. Massive jugs. Mm. I'm going to recut that. Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play I'm not. I'm not going to recut it. I can't even say, wait, say play anymore. A pay-to-listen podcast. A pay-to-listen podcast. Thank you for your money. We're going to spend it all on wagons. Jugs. Bees. And bees. <laughs> we love bees. With me are four friends whose names and faces will be familiar to you, but probably not their faces. Or our faces. So we have... Hi, I'm Ali, and I play Enigma. Enigma. My name's Gwynteague, and this season I am playing Percival Cleft. My name's Magnus, and I play Banbury Lutz. When I was ill with a cold, how come I didn't sound that cool? <laughs> <laughs> hey there, my name's Stuart Herring, and I play Tristan T. Wilde the Bard. Less funny than I thought. Hi, this is Stuart. I play Tristan T. Wilde the Bard. <laughs> Oh, even less funny. <laughs> it's a factual statement. I'm not sure how you expect it to be funny. Do it against you, but funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, hi, hi, this is Stuart. Oh, yeah, I could do a Bane. Hello. Oh, I don't know. You know who I am. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. I need more booze. Let's get some more booze in me. All the pathos. I need voiceover work. I am not drinking booze tonight. But every time I send one of you to the Black Gate, I will drink a shot. My name is Ben Moxon. I'm your host and GM. And tonight, just like every night, we are playing Dungeon World by Adam Coble and Sage Latora. That's a cool name. You can follow the show at Crudest Swords on Twitter. And that will keep you up to date with, like, every episode, which you'll probably get anyway. <laughs> 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 oh, it's so what loud. What the hell is happening in the background here? <laughs> Here's my booze. Look, compare it to the size of my head, it's huge. Stuart, it's no. taken half a bottle of port already. This is amazing. Stuart, this is very dangerous. <laughs> Photos for Twitter coming up. This is why you want to follow us on Twitter. It's Stuart and his enormous jug. <laughs> Stuart and his magic jug. Oh, man, I'm so easily pleased. And that has pleased me. Right. So, our good friends have been travelling for the last six weeks since the ogre attack on Hemu Hunghei. And in that time, you've had a chance to fall into the routine of life on the wagons. You've moved across the plains. Tristan, that is another six weeks on your clock. And obviously you had a week before that. Oh, for, so. it's on my other laptop. We've lost track now, sorry. Uh, uh, that's, that's a shame, because that means you're relying on my clock, which is probably less generous. We were at one month, I seem to No, we were on about six weeks, I think. Yeah, because on your computer you had a Word doc with just the number of weeks in it, didn't you? Yeah. Six weeks left. No, we were six weeks in. <laughs> there was no way Shut up. all of this content has been six weeks since Enigma died. No. And we've been playing this for like the last three years. Yeah. We should judge it in real time, which means that you died about 12 episodes ago. <laughs> I think it's been about three months. Three weeks since I looked at you. So four and a half months now, roughly. 
Yeah, so... So no rush, guys. No rush. No hurry. You're having a lovely time. We've had two long boat journeys, haven't we? So, yeah, four and a half months. And we used all that time in the desert. I mean, they were short-ish boat journeys. They were shorter than we expected. They weren't full boat journeys. <laughs> yeah, the second one was a good deal shorter than expected. So in that time, you've been travelling on the wagons with your various hosts and... It's been fairly steady progress. The wagons don't go tremendously fast, but they also have only stopped a few times during storms, which come sweeping in on the wind, and the villagers would all like rush to pull down the sails and then kind of stow them on the windward side as extra protection for the wagons. Then everyone will meet in the largest wagon. So that was actually uh, Grandmother Cheese Wagon. <laughs> Grandmother Cheese Wagon, that name is amusing. <laughs> 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 that was Grandmother Chi. That's a good band name. The wa- <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Grandmother Cheese Wagon. It's like Black Speed, you thingy emperor. Grandmother Cheese Wagon. Mm. I think I heard John Peel play in them once. Rolling on cheese of wheels. <laughs> in her wagon, everyone would settle in for the storm and they'd sit round and tell stories and sing songs. And Tristan... Hey, cheese. Tristan's music got... People started to get into it a bit there. Nice. It sounded quite alien to them in the same way that music from other parts of the world sounds alien to us, you know. Oh, like listening to Radio 1 when you're old. Listen, I am young enough to listen to that in the mornings. What? On purpose? Nah, it depends what the... To- I was thinking whenever more like you listening to... Whenever Nigel Farage <laughs> or Trump come on to Radio 4, I'm like, no, Radio 1. <laughs> There's a Radio 6, you know. I know, but I'm... no. Stuart doesn't have digits, so he can't be on digital. Hmm. And, yeah, so so everyone sits around, there's music and stories are told, and it's just quite a good time. People pour drinks loudly over the top of people telling them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know that's all part of it. If you're not about to do a long piece of exposition, I would like to jump in to something after one of the musical gigs quickly. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to just do a bit of IC now. Is this just after one of these storms when you've all been sat around, you're playing, and then the skies are clearing, people are getting ready to go back to their wagons? Yeah, so I imagine it's kind of slightly evening in. I'm going to, as everyone's sort of filtering away and off to do their thing, I'm going to usher the hawks in. I'm going to, okay, not, not meant in a mean way, Enigma, but this is a lot more focusing on Banbury and Percy here. Fine! Is this a boys thing? It's not really, it just involves penises. No, I'm not doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll give you the benefit of the doubt once. I'll get the biscuits. Ah, no, I'm not doing a penis thing if there's biscuits involved. No, that's the reward at the end of the trials. No, I'm going to usher them to the back of one of the wagons and I'm going to be like, right, so remember Banbury, you had that weird sort of magic thing you did? Dubstep a few weeks back and it made you feel kind of sicky and it made me feel kind of sicky. Yep. Well, after that, I started doing a little bit of investigating and I think you're going to find this quite interesting. So I'm going to take us to the back of the wagon and I'm going to hop off onto the ground. I'm going to start walking and I'm going to start playing and I'm going to hone in to what I found out and I'm going to ask those guys, or especially Banbury mostly, to do his magic vision that he does. So I'm going to start doing what I do and then... Bambri, please watch me with your magical eye. <laughs> I thought you said this wasn't about penises. 
I lied. <laughs> <laughs> it's always about penises when Tristan's involved. Mm. So Tristan's kind of walking along, just playing his music and hitting that zone. Yeah, just play my music, but I'm zooming into what I want to zoom into. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, okay. So Banbury, when you look at Tristan, Tristan, you get into that space where you start to perceive the harmonic relations between things. Mm. Banbury, when he does that, if you're looking at him with true sight, he gets harder to see. Can we call it flopping out his magical eye from here on in? <laughs> Banbury, when you flop out your magical eye, <laughs> when you look at Tristan, when you subject him to the baleful gaze of your third eye, <laughs> he's much harder to see than he is. Right, but like, we're, I'm going <laughs> to knock this right in the head from the start. I'm not having something be harder with the third eye. Just like Banbury isn't wearing potato sack to do true sight, he does not whack out his penis. <laughs> no, I wasn't saying whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, none of us were suggesting that, Magnus. No. Right, okay. I've noticed that you're all getting very good at this. I like this philosophy. You're like, <laughs> I've got to knock this on the head straight away. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, Bambri's eyes will kind of start glowing greeny black and he will take a look at Tristan. Yeah. Uh, Tristan, what, looks blurrier or just more invisible or...? It's almost like he's blending into the background magically. When he's just playing music? When he's playing this music, yeah. I specifically want to start honing into the curse music that I found. Yeah, exactly. So you can feel that discord of the curse. But what's happening is that Bambri can perceive that as part of his magical sense, but you're getting so harmonised to it that you're vanishing into the magical background, as far as he's concerned. Okay, does he not...? So, like, if he looks at you normally, you're completely there. But if he looks at you magically, you're much less there than you normally would be, than any other person is. You're anti-magic. I'm going to try and direct the magic sort of through my feet into the cursed ground. Yeah. Because I kind of imagined it as, like, as I as my foot goes down, there's, like, a slight patch of healing. And as my foot comes off, it kind of gets over, over cursed again. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so once you start doing that, it becomes a little like you see where Tristan's feet land. It's almost like ripples and water. There's a brief ripple and then it goes back to normal. Is he trying to cast some kind of healing magic, or is he just playing music generally? Well, do you want an icy or OC answer to that? Icy answer. Do an icy... Yeah. Well, I assume, having travelled with you for months, I'd know if you were doing a sing-song of health and fortitude, or if you were just singing the Three Little Ducks. Well, that's it. I seem to have tapped into something bigger than this Banbury. You know when you, you know when you helpfully blew up that creature? Yep. Yeah, and it, it cursed me. Hmm. I was fully cursed. What? Yeah, I was fully cursed. When did that happen? I'm not anymore. What? I don't remember that. Well, that's because I didn't automatically change into an ogre, but I became cursed. And I cured myself. So you were an ogre or you weren't an ogre? No, I had the initial... How do you know you were cursed? Well, I sensed it and Ben told me... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, ben, that guy in the wagon. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty categorical. Yeah, I've seen you hanging around that little halfling. Old Ben, we called him. Right. <laughs> just kept yelling cursed at you cursed cursed and then pointing and running away yeah 
I think he's a crazy old halfling. I wouldn't take stock in what he says. But yeah, if you reckon you were cursed... Old Ben the liar would never tell me non-truths. Not <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Ben. We all hate that Ben. Ugh. Um, Well, basically, I don't know if there's anything nearby that I can play to. I've been experimenting, because you know, you, I've been using the, the music with the wind seed, but I've been learning how to play the harmonies, and there's this an underlying connection that it turns out I'm tapping into. I've not even realised it for now, but everything has a song... And I can kind of hear when the notes are out of place. And that's what I did with the, the curse. So I could I could sing the song, but it was kind of disjointed. And I'm going to play a little disjointed. <laughs> Jazz, that explains it. Everything magically has a flow to it. That's how bards work. Like I've said it before. Well, I didn't know that. I'm just a bard, I thought. Well, okay, that's how bards do magic. But, like you're just tapping into the natural flow of the environment. Yeah, but I can change it. Tristan, when you were asked to travel to Malahim and sing a song in the Singer's Hall of Malahim, there... Holy shit. Is that a song that you were supposed to, to write or were you gifted the song? He was gifted the song. I hadn't even thought that. You're right. I was gifted the song. Okay. Have you tried reciting some of that and seeing how it interacts? Or maybe just a few chords. Maybe just select a power chord and just see what happens. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> I'm going to start loosely playing that riff, but whilst I do, I'm going to try and interpret the sound of the land around me in that riff, if you see what I mean. And Yes, certainly. So what happens? You start playing the riff and it feels like the lines of harmony, excuse me, feels like the lines of harmony are in the wrong places. Like that piece of music isn't the music of where you are. And Bambri, as he does that, he actually starts to stand out more magically. Okay, so that you're currently being a square peg in a round hole. It's not the right thing. But yeah, maybe we're onto something. Maybe the song you're singing isn't just some dead person wishing they'd made it to some famous hall and they'd made it to the big lights and become famous. Maybe it is actually something that's going to have an effect on the world. Maybe I should take a look at... Maybe you should play that song at some stage and we could have a look at it and see magically what it does. Yeah. Like, but not now, maybe? No, no, no. I think we've got... Yeah. While Banbury's got his true sight going, he's going to turn around yeah. from a distance. Now I presume we're going to have to run to catch up um, yeah. and have a look at the wagon. Is there anything, kind of, some horrible presence lurking over? Is there something obvious that we didn't spot earlier? Give me... Give me an intro. Quickly while he's doing that. Did I feel a presence, by the way? I seem to recall something like that. No, you didn't. You felt a sickness after Banbury blew up that ogre and you got a bunch of it in your mouth. And Banbury then felt the presence. Banbury felt something else, yes. Banbury, that's a good roll on int. There's a sense of something that, as you look around, diffuses really quickly. And there's nothing unusual. So something actually just in the area or actually on the wagons? In the area. Okay. So this is cursed land, and a lot of times curses are kind of monitored by the person doing the curse? Yes. Like, uh, I mean, they've got a vested interest. I mean, this has been going hundreds of years, so I doubt whoever made the curse is still alive, to be honest. Unless it's a deity or it's some kind of other powerful figure, like maybe the equivalent of a fae. That could just be like, this is my land, I don't want anyone settling on it and, and keeping an eye and forcing people on and... Well, remember the ogre that bowed to you? It clearly recognised whatever you were doing magically. Well, I was just trying to scare it off. That's all witch, like... But what did... Witches obviously aren't hideous naturally. They just make themselves this horrible visage so that people kind of are fearful and, and scared and kind of honour them. Oh, I thought it was a patriarchy. Usually it causes them to run away. That thing just bowed down. But I've no idea why. So you changed your opinion. You, you changed your appearance to it and then it 
almost recognised you and bowed. Yeah, it, I mean, I was trying to scare it off, but that didn't work. It just bowed, which, yeah, you're right. That doesn't make much sense. I don't know why. That could suggest then that either this entity is, uh, I don't know, either alive or... Could be a witch. But yeah, it might be it's a witch. Yeah. Like, curses are so intrinsically kind of witchy anyway. As I've said before, a lot of witch magic is based on kind of sometimes being embittered and sometimes being by yourself and sometimes the kind of hatred of, of other people in power. You know, there's a real hatred between royal family. Hmm. And we'll look over at uh, Enigma. I understand them. Who just inherently get power and, and don't work for it. And, yeah. you know, witches who generally are ostracised and kind of pushed out. So, yeah. It's a patriarchy for you. You're the patriarchy. <laughs> I'm the patriarchy. You're the patriarchy. And so's your face. You're princess patriarchy. Look. So it could be that I felt the curse inside me and I was able to alter it. And I don't have it anymore, as you can tell. I don't get how you've survived it. I changed it. Yeah, but surely they've got bards here. Surely they... Yeah, but... They're... We're just four chumps. There's no way you've managed to do something that they've not managed. We're not, we're not just four chumps. Like anybody. We're poor people that went to the land of the dead, seem to have some kind of spirit animal jockeying along with us. Yeah. And Tristan over here has got some kind of special song infused into his mind with instructions to blast it out at a long-forgotten city. We're not just four chumps at this point. Okay, but you, you know what I mean? These people have been cursed for hundreds of years and Tristan's fixed something that they haven't? Yeah, but maybe I'm the first. Well, most likely, yeah. So we, we have had contacts with the spirit animals that seemed to... the spirits of the spirit animals that, that seem to precede whatever's going on here. So, yeah, it's entirely conceivable that we've got things available to us that nobody else has. Bambi, how many bards have you spoke to like you like the dandy but how when has the dandy ever done stuff like this and i don't mean that in the disparaging way i mean no and i get it that's my point i wouldn't have thought that you no offense were capable of fixing a curse that's afflicted hundreds of people probably that live here for hundreds of years honestly i didn't know i was ben is daddy ghost pig here yes daddy ghost pig is around as well does he seem nervous no or acting like he doesn't like the ground or anything like that or has he just stood there no it just seems quite normal hmm and kind of hanging out near Enigma, and Enigma's still got that kind of whole... Can I sense his musical pattern? Can I try and tune into that? You can sense the presence of power nearby, and you can probably tune into that. It doesn't necessarily change anything, but you can feel that music. Mm. And what I will say in consequence of that is that you may be able to find it again if you needed to. Okay. So I kind of, I remember the chords almost. Yeah, yeah. Ben, does Enigma still look like an absolute void of magic, like a well that sucks in? Yes, yes, definitely. Even without true sight. Okay, but in a different way to Tristan looked invisible, Enigma actively looks like she's like a, a black hole. Different things. Yes, Tristan looked like he was blending into the magic. He was, it's like he was finding the harmony of that spot yep. and disappearing into it. Whereas Enigma is just like, there's like a space there. Hmm. What's Enigma's song sound like? Na na na, na 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 na. I thought you were gonna do na 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 na. Enigma's song, yeah. So you try and find the harmony for Enigma, and it's silence. Oh, I do not like that. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna lean into Percy and Banbury. Um. Hello, darkness, my old It's friend. the sound of silence. <laughs> Guys, 
An Enigma doesn't have a song, guys. There's Daddy Pig again. <laughs> guys, I said Enigma doesn't have a song. Snuffling. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> so, sorry, say that again. She doesn't have a... Do we all have individual songs? Yeah. Oh, is that what the backing tracks have been all season? Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. it's got super meta. But I've heard mine. Actually, yeah, Enigma does have a song. <laughs> I wrote it. Yeah, it's, it's weird that Enigma has one. <laughs> yeah. When you think about it. <laughs> yeah, Ben, sort that out. Every edit from now on, anytime Enigma's <laughs> doing something, complete silence in the background. Maybe some white <laughs> noise, if anything. Yeah, I can't. I'm not getting anything from Enigma. Uh, basically, every, every living thing that I've, I can touch and feel musically mm. has a, a tune. A tune. She doesn't. Fish. Yeah, I'm still not convinced that we did 100% a great job of bringing her back. I think we might have left a bit of her in the land of the dead. You take that back. <laughs> well, I'll hear none of that. <laughs> yeah, did we leave a bit or all of it? <laughs> I'm fine. Do you remember when Bambri said that we may not have actually bought back Enigma, but we bought back something or that claims to be... No, I think we bought back Enigma. I don't think we bought back Princess Jasmine. Yeah. And Princess Jasmine was the person that was alive, but we didn't know her name. We gave in a fake name at the door and then went in and collected what we thought was our friend. I'm not saying Enigma that you're, you're not you. I think you are you. I just think you might not be who... We thought you were. ...was your body before you died. I disagree. So it's like when you go to a club and you hand in a ticket for a coat, and then when you go to pick it up, they give you the coat but not the cardigan that was with it. Yeah. Right. No. You're just short a cardigan, but Percy doesn't reckon that. Why do you reckon she's a void? Who, me or Percy? Percy. You're the religious man. You're the one that led us in the land of the dead. Why is she this empty vacuum? I don't know. Maybe she's just doesn't really care for music. No. <laughs> don't really care for music, do you? Do you? Okay, well, Percy, I'm glad you came to the table with uh, your conversation piece. What we're going to do is we're just going to shelve it just just at the end. Um, no, I, I, I think that we did bring Enigma back. Enigma. But I think we brought her back and other things as well. Um, and maybe the... Daddy Ghost Pig. Well, clearly Daddy Ghost Pig, um, or whatever it is. Um, my working theory is obviously that it's something connected with Malahim after the stories that we heard most recently. Um, and that that is influencing her in some way. Maybe the maybe her song is being borrowed by that creature or something like that. I don't know how these things work. As you say, I'm a religious man. <laughs> no, the... The ghost I don't need to song. know how things work. I just need blind faith. <laughs> <laughs> ah, religion. It's got to be really comforting. And blind faith is a song mm. by the Levelers, so uh, that works. That checks out. So, look, Enigma. We're in the middle of a desert. It's cursed. The wagons are a good few hundred feet in front of us. There is no one here. Welcome to honestly... Cruelly Drawn Swords. Let's meet your doom. Do you honestly, honestly not remember... <laughs> Are you trying we to kill me? Honestly, not remember are you threatening me? About your princess heritage, or are you just straight up still insanely lying? Even I don't when know, know why you princess? think you're going to get an honest answer to this. No. Imagine either <laughs> of the answers I give you. Enigma, can you not? Can are you either not of those see answers going to help? The bigger picture here. 
Look at what we're doing. Do you not think giving us... No. Look, we appreciate your deep undercover, but we're not going to give your secret away. We need to work out if you're a soulless entity of death. Like you. <laughs> Takes one to know one. I mean, we, Look, we were traveling with Enigma them. long before she <laughs> died. And if, if you believe that at any point before we visited the Land of Dead, she would have told us this, then I think I'd disagree with that, too. So, yeah, we're not going to get anywhere with this. Like, I, I'm not I'm not sure what it's trying to prove, basically. Like maybe like Banbury said, maybe she genuinely I doesn't remember that she's a princess. But, but then who cares? How is that? How does that affect us in any way? The wagons are getting further away, you guys. It might not be. Enigma slash Jasmine. Jasmine could... Oh, I don't know what I'm proving. It's, it's a lot of information. Who cares? Tristan, who cares? If if Enigma doesn't want to be a princess, she doesn't have to be a princess. If Enigma wasn't ever a princess, she doesn't have to be a princess. This doesn't matter to us. We're not going to make any progress. Can I... Yeah, but what if she was, and the royal heir to the throne of Karis, that is going to lead us perhaps one day against the mighty armies of Sudek, is lost wandering in the land of the dead? And we've got this, no offence, chump with us. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why, why does someone from the royal family have to uh, naturally lead the, the lands? What is that BS about? Because that's currently what has been going on for hundreds of years. But so? That doesn't mean it should continue. Tradition doesn't make, make necessarily make things right. Also. I, I don't like I don't like the the, the sentiments that uh, the, the the priestly magics that uh, that I worked were perhaps not quite as successful as we've thought <laughs> I, I yes. believe we're all insulted let's stomp off back to the wagons at the end of series three we're all angry we storm off into the desert and die <laughs> Look, we've We've been really lucky that they've taken us on board, but we're blatantly getting set up I do agree with here. that. Yeah? Now, there's no way that I do they agree should... with that. You, you don't agree with it? How do you mean? Right, okay. So, I... Look, Grandmother Chi is um, really nice and is looking after us, but she's putting her neck on the line, mm. and she's been nothing but good to us. I don't want to get her or the mm. family screwed over, all the people that have put up with us for the last couple of weeks. So, if we get to this city... I think we need to cheese it. I think we need to separate from them and make sure that they're I think not that's drawn a, into that's a very, done anything, we've done. That's a very I polite mean, spin on it. it. Everything that she's told us so far has intimated that um, the the major houses that control these die stones um, have incredible amounts of intrigue and politics connected with them. And by the way, she is sworn to the house that we've been set up with. And now, she might be being polite with us or she might be playing her own game. I think it's whatever your motivations are I think it's safest if we're not part of this particular caravan by the time we get to the city yeah no I 100% agree and I think look well, I've got this mirror why don't we ask it a question when we're mm. far away from it is none of them can hear right now and let's just see who set us up is it can it actually tell us who set us up then yeah this mirror is a trapped fay it knows all information like if there is an answer and it's not a kind of uh, a uh. person you can take it as red yeah Oh, if it's not uh, an opinion, it can give us the answer. So let's do that now, because I was planning on a big reverse heist, as you know. Well, well, you're still a little way out from the city. Yeah, and we, yeah, Ben, we still, Ben, we still want to be like know if we've been set up by someone on that caravan. We're separate from the caravan at yeah, the moment. Sure, this is a prime time. Do it, blast it. Okay. Haiku that bitch. Okay. So, I'll lay you down a fat gonna... beat. Boom, boom, yeah. <laughs> Doom, doom. 
Mirror Mirror, help me with this vexing riddle. I'll give you some context, cause the story's kind of in the middle. Tamalahim was our voiced and stated plan. Sail the coast, then finally dip into land. Thing is, our plan didn't come to fruition. Now we're caught up in a plan with much more precision. Entrapped in some complex political scandal, given the gem way too hot to handle, how is it the goblin met us at that perfect junction? So much planning to set up this function. Also, how is it our descriptions did precede us when our location was so egregious? So Magic Mirror, there's your context and here's my question. Who set us up? Don't fail to mention their names, address and motivation. Bring up a map with their location. <laughs> Mic drop! It annoys me that you're so good at writing these. <laughs> okay, give give me that Mirror Mirror roll. Now the irritating uh, thing oh. is... I, Will I then fail that stupid roll having written a poem? Nope. No, that is a good roll. Okay. The mirror starts to glow. Ooh. It says, The one who seeks you can be named. Of course I'll say who is to blame. When you reach the blue city, seek out warehouse 23. Around the side, ascend the stair. You'll find the answers there. And it starts to shiver in your hand. Mm. Has it ever done that before? No. Mm, weird. And it starts to go... Death is coming. Death is due. Uh, death is then Switch it off. Death seeks you. It is death. Fuck. Death. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, no, it doesn't have a button death. like that. It uh, do something to it. It's been, it's been hacked by what's-her-face. Uh, uh, oh, damn it. How have I got a virus? <laughs> Tristan, did you use this for porn? No, I'm going to do a quick assessment of its musical tunage. It is dissonant hmm. AF. It is all over the shop. I mean, guys, we are really fucking in deep now. Right, death is coming. That's, I mean, that's not an ideal answer. I just wanted, like, the game's, Did the name's Leroy and he lives at, like, well, evidently House 23 and if you kick him in the balls, he'll leave you alone. But Bambi, I've never asked before. You said that there's a fae that's trapped in that, yeah. that mirror. Okay, and so the, um, the bigger fae can't control it. The bigger it fae can't control it. Can, can, no, it's trapped is it in Cal a little, and all that? dimension. Um, death. it's... <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a little version. Can we turn it off? Turn it off. Like, smash it. No, don't smash I'm it. I'm not smashing it. Oh, I don't know. Put it, a pillow under it. Give it to me. I'm um, gonna stick it down the front of my trousers. I mean, I don't ever want it back. You smash, yeah, smash it now. The mirror's gonna go away. <laughs> I'm gonna just uh, smash it. Ever with... after, the reflection in the mirror only showed one thing. <laughs> And there was a weird, like, horrible sweat mark, and then one solitary hair. Tristan's third eye. <laughs> mirror, mirror, full of a wang. Tell me what is going down. I can't rain, rain wang. Bang. Mirror, mirror, on my wang. What's this thing? Why do you believe it can't be controlled? What? It just can't. It, it, ju it just can't. It, like, yeah, I know. I, I've, I've, I've read deep into the mirrors. Like, the Fae... Uh, they're small fae, but they're knowledgeable fae, and they're trapped inside. They're, they're outside of the control. They're, they're in a dimension where they can't be got to. The only way to converse, the only way to talk to or converse or do anything with this fae is via this Isn't that this horribly, horribly cruel to the fae? Yeah, who cares? They're fae. Do you like fae? Well, I I'm mean... a fae, not. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair well. Right. So, I mean, I appreciate we faced death before, but for some reason having it come in warning form from a fae is a lot more terrifying. I mean, it speaks the truth. So death is coming, but death's always coming. We're all, yeah. always, like, all of us are going to die. Rotten. 
Yeah, but this yeah. is if it knows the, the the truth, then it knows we can't. What, what what else did it say? It said Blue House, no Blue City. Oh, you were meant to be remembering this. It said Warehouse Twenty Three in the, the in the city, um, and the side door on the stairs. Okay, and so we'll do that well. when we get to the city. They know our descriptions. We can't go yeah. in looking like this. Right. Sombreros, right? But I, I had an idea. Mm. I'm choosing sombreros. I can make one person invisible and I can disguise myself magically. I could shave my moustache off. No. Percy, no. I mean, I don't know. You give me a pair of curtains and I can go proper incognito. That's all it takes. One pair of curtains and I'm, I'm off the radar. Mm. I was going to suggest mm. that Percy and I go in... Because uh, in theory, they don't know... What if I shaved my moustache off and gave it to you to stick on? <gasps> you stick my hair on you. <laughs> no, nobody knows that... Let's swap hair. The description... She said that somebody... A runner had come and given the description that the gem had been stolen by people like us. What if she's lying? Yeah, there's too many... It'd be a weird thing to lie about. But She's got a plan. Part of me does want to just raise big fat double digits to the whole reverse heist thing and do something completely different. The thing but is, I'm not sure she what. has saved our um, life. Like, we would have died if it hadn't been for them saying, yeah, you can come on. Like, we, yeah. And, they, and that's nothing. great, but we don't know what her motivations are. What if it's because she has stum- realised that she stumbled upon a, a prize that is worth saving? Well, then really? fine. Yeah. Look, I still well, think... Well, then fine, because that's us. It's <laughs> <laughs> not necessarily fine, is it? I, th- I thought you meant the gem. <laughs> um, no, no, we, we know that our descriptions have been put out and that as traitors, we could be a, a convenient out to a political situation right, but that she, maybe she'd be rewarded she for. She has said I don't know. that... I'm speculating. Did she not say Maybe that, she is just genuinely nice. Did she Who not knows? say that they wouldn't announce... The house Red House isn't going to announce that they're powerful item has been stolen she did say that yes and she's part of the red house so anyone in the city isn't going to know who we are or has our description it's just the red house they're not going to come and run in and arrest us in the broad daylight are they because they're trying to keep this covered up in a secret so if percy and i went in as ourselves to see what happened if they are looking for us for some reason they could have spread any rumor that they want couldn't they yeah that's true I mean, what we do know is that when we showed her the gem, then she looked away and told us that um, it was basically forbidden to look upon the gem. I'm inclined to um, recruit a big party of um, nobles and everyone and then just flop out the gem so that everybody's looked at it and everybody's culpable. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works. No, I think we'd probably be killed, but, you know, it, it was a nice idea off the top but of my head. In theory... Why, why do we even care about the gym? We only care about the gym because we feel like we need to help out. No, we want to know who's like, trying to set us up. No, but we... I don't think we care who's setting us up. We want uh, assistance in getting to the south-west. Um, yeah. And we need to acquire some some horses to do that. And not get killed on the way. And not get killed on the way. Yeah, that's that's the key bit. So, <laughs> the wagons roll on. We haven't even got to the city yet. I was like, well, we'll get to the city. It'll be pretty interesting. <laughs> we are walking and talking, by the way. We are just standing still. Like, really loudly, so everyone can hear yeah. too. Yeah. So, are you, are you planning to make your break before you hit the city? Yeah, I think we are. Are we not? Percy, you're in charge. Um, I think we would need the city to be like visible on the horizon, because we don't know 
yep. where we're going sure. and we know that we get screwed if we camp for too long. Are we still going into yep. the city? Not though? in a good way. Are we going into the city undercover? Over the walls. Well, let's decide very quickly what our plan actually is. Are we going to do some sort of heist that attempts to clear our name or are we going to play some other game? Basically, our objective is to um, make contact with the riding people and get some of those great horses somehow or other um, and head to the southeast. Um, and, and that's really all, all we need. Get uh, in, get sneak out some horses. But I think we need... To, to pay her back and I don't want to get her in trouble I'm happy going invisible on a broom lobbing it through a window and it being someone else's problem I can guarantee well, it won't be as easy as that oh, well. <laughs> aren't the sky whales <laughs> to get around while you're having this conversation the sun's setting behind you if you look back you might see the carved silhouette of a sky whale passing over Aww. following a swarm of blood locusts towards the horizon beautiful yeah, nature's grandeur, honestly. I mean, I, I don't know. I thought the reverse heist was... But the thing with the reverse heist is it all bases around Grandma Chi being legit. And if she's not, and she's going to try and sell us out for more power, then we're boned that way. It does sound like lols. I mean, I, I may have done, done her... I may have done her a disservice, and maybe she is loyal, but the fact is we don't, don't know, do we? And there seems to be enough going on here that she might not be we might have just been assuming that she is i don't think we can necessarily sneak into the caravan city on foot i think in a, in a way our options are quite limited we have to just hope that she's on the level some wheels we could totally sneak in percy can you mm. not tell if someone's lying are you not a yeah, justice paladin hmm. can you not tell someone's intentions through some kind of religious thing if he can't ben can i Oh, I can. I'm sure that Tristan can. Oh, Tristan can. Yeah, what the hell are we talking yeah, about? you can be charming and Tristan, open. you can tell her a yeah. truth and she has to That's tell you a truth. Point. Yeah, this is my truth, tell me yours. Right. Ooh, what are you going to tell her? Tea party. Let's work out what I'm going to ask her because she's then going to be able to, because there's this stupid spell, it, apparently <laughs> I can get the truth out of them, but then they can ask me something and I am compelled to tell the truth as well. I don't know why it works that way. Well, you can tell a truth. I mean, how specific she's going to be. So you have a list of questions that you can ask and they can they will be able to ask back. So it's fairly simple. It's like discern reality. Realistically, Tristan, is there anything she could ask you that you would want to lie about? No. Why would you need to deceive Not her? Really. So who cares? Yeah, that's true. Mm. Right, character and bio, character sheet. Let me have a little look. Guys, I'm going to just... Right, Ben, I'm going to dive into my... Um, I'm going to pull open my adventurous sack and pull out my character sheet and read my spells. Yeah, yeah, great. Sack. <laughs> that says, when you speak frankly with someone, you can ask their player a question from the list below. They must answer it truthfully. Then they may ask you a question from the list, which you must also answer truthfully. Holy crap. Do you have to have a moment with her over, like, a campfire or something? Your eyes meet. <laughs> I'm going to ask Enigma if she's a princess. Yes! Uh, your questions, the questions <laughs> are, Tristan, Ouch. the questions are, who are do you princess? serve? What do you wish I would do? How can I get you to question mark? Oh, man. What are you really <laughs> feeling right God now? Damn. This is going to be the creepiest questioning of Enigma. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben, continue. They were, whom do you serve? What do you wish I would do? How can I get you to... And then you fill in what you want to get them to do. Nice. 
what are you really feeling right now and what do you most desire so guys yeah I could ask her I'm just going to say that out loud when you say her and you mean <laughs> grandmother chief right yeah we're, uh, it means literally anyone yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna what what so which of those options is gonna get us the answer we require? What are you really feeling right now? Maybe she might be like, I feel like a cup of tea. I don't feel like you're necessarily gonna get a yeah. I, f- I feel hungry. How do you feel, Tristan? I'm like, I feel like we can't trust you. Oh damn it! I think desire would be better, wouldn't it? <laughs> Unless she really fancies Tristan, well, and then whom, we've got a problem. Whom? Yeah. Whom do you serve? We know who she serves. Um. What do you do we? wish I... Well, yeah, she serves the um, the, the red house, doesn't she? I feel like that would be well, more undercover. <laughs> I mean... Oh, well, mm, okay. Yeah, that, that would be quite a turn up for the books. What do you wish I would do? That will probably be some bollocks. Right, so... I think what, what are you really feeling right now, maybe? I think desire. What do you desire? <sighs> I, I Remember, you can ask more than one. This is a conversation. Uh, okay, yeah. But for every question you ask, you must answer one. Oh, I could just ask them all then. You, you can. can. You literally can. And also, But she doesn't have to answer truthfully. But if she's not answering truthfully, you'll know. Oh, okay. I thought they had to answer truthfully. Then... So, when you speak frankly, you can ask their player a question from the list below. They must answer it truthfully. Then they may ask you a question. If they don't answer it truthfully, they may not ask you a question. So... If they're not telling you the truth, you'll know. So, a quick OC. What is this magic? So, how does it work? What is this strange this is magic? Charm. This is just your charm and your open nature. Why do they then get to ask me a question? You're using your sincerity. Because it's a conversation. It's like a deep and meaningful chat. You're opening up to people and they're opening up to you. Yeah, it's almost like we've both drunk truth serum just go flirt with a granny Tristan and ask our bloody questions <laughs> so okay well. it's both you've had a little bit too much to drink it's the end of an evening you're around a campfire yeah, you're like look yeah. let's have a moment exactly okay right so I'm gonna I'm gonna take Banbury's mirror out of my trousers and kind of death death oh, death shut death, wait wait death, wait 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 death. listen I just want to look at myself I'm gonna scrub it and just death. look Death. I'm gonna oh fuck it. I'm gonna look in the mirror and just check me out, and I'm gonna yeah, it, straighten myself up so entirely. You, but you look pretty good. That's not good morals. Before you go in, morale, not morals. That's all right. I'm just sprucing myself up, so I'm, I've got to go and woo this granny. It's gonna. I've got to look my best. I'm gonna lick my fingers and smooth down my eyebrows and give myself a dishevelled look and. I'm going to sort of unbutton a couple more buttons. From his trousers. And then I'm going to sideline up. <laughs> Just random buttons, like <laughs> buttons on Percy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've undone my one of my trouser, one of my fly buttons, and uh, two of my shirt buttons. And I like to think by the time we get back there, Grandma Chi is, she, you know, she's pouring herself a cup of tea and she turns around and then there's Tristan just leaning against the door frame. Hey, what's up? It's been a long time, old friend. Hey, baby, it's magic eye time. <laughs> she says, oh, Tristan, you're, um, um, you might want to... Oh, I just walked behind her ghost star and I'm like, hey, let's put down that cup of tea. She's like, get off me! And stabs <laughs> me with a magic dagger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starting like, pottery. Um, you're, you might want to adjust your, uh, you're just flying a little... I think one of your buttons is undone. Oh, you noticed that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> 
I'd love it. He just did a tiny little shimmer of his uh, hips and then they just go Voomph, to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh my God, why is there a mirror screaming death? <laughs> then she just flicks out one of her daggers and pulls the trousers back up. What is it you desire right now? Well, Ben, you didn't plan on this, but this is how your evening's going to be. Classic Ben flirting with Stuart again. You're acting like an old lady while Stu chats you up. Brilliant. Thank you so much, goddamn prep. Oh, these are my favourite episodes. Yeah. Right, so what are my options? Because I need to work out the most amorous <laughs> order. Leave whom do you serve for last? Who do you serve? <laughs> oh, I'm making fun out of this one. <laughs> She says, do you sit down, Tristan? So, while it's going to be described comically, Ben, I would like the intention to be serious. Sound serious. So, if I say, what are you feeling right now? She's not going to just come back with, really awkward, Tristan. Yes, so, she says, sit down, would you like some tea? Um, Something stronger? Thank you. I'm going to pull out my own little hip flask that I have. After my little poisoning incident, I don't really trust women, young or old, anymore. It's full of really strong tea. (laughs) Real builder's tea. (laughs) So, I imagine there isn't a fire, but I'm going to have one of the lanterns, so I've made like a little fire, and I'm going to lay down... There's a brazier, actually. (laughs) Put some red material over it, so it's kind of like low light, kind of sexy. Yeah, it's like... A whorehouse. Yeah, not dissimilar to... um, Oh, what's his chops in um, Jurassic Park when he's injured? I can't remember his name now. Jeff Jeff Goldblum? Goldblum. That's the one, thank you. So I'm leaning down in the very uh, suggestive Jeff Jeff Goldblum position. I mean, you you can have a conversation with NPCs without trying to pull them. (laughs) I mean, you've met Tristan, yeah? (laughs) I I guess. This is a halfling granny, right? (laughs) She's now going to be dead. I'm going to lean back on one elbow and I'm like, Hey, Granny, what are you really feeling right now? Are you having one of your turns, young Master Wild? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want me to be? (laughs) Well, I think I'd prefer that to the alternatives, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I think you've misread your audience here. Okay, I'm going to sit up then and I'll button up my trousers, button up my shirt and I'm like, I see you want to play hardball. Okay. No, she didn't want your hardballs. So I'm going to sit there opposite her. Okay. (laughs) She says, but it's a fair question. You know, we've been travelling and this has been one of the most difficult times that our little community has had in a long time. And it's my responsibility to try and keep us safe. I'm worried that I've not been doing that. I'm worried that people are coming to harm. If I could find a way to resolve this that causes the least harm to everyone, that's really what I think I want. So I Mm. suppose that I'm feeling... I'm a little afraid, Tristan. I won't lie, that's understandable. It's it's an unusual situation we found ourselves in here. She says, yes. Yes, and what, what do you wish I would do? What do I wish you would do? (laughs) Careful. Um, To be honest, my lady, she, I wish you would have faith in us 
I wish you would trust that we know what we're doing here. She says, I think that is difficult for me to do. I Again, I understand that. We have only just met, but... She says, well, you've travelled with us for a few weeks now, and you've always shown very good faith. You have been helpful and generous and bold in defence of the community. We owe you a lot. And yet at the same time, for it is not common for our people to have visitors travel with us from outside the rolling people and it doesn't come easy to us to trust people we get that hence we're having this conversation exactly i yes i do i want to feel that i can trust you okay and what do you wish we would do what i most want to see happen is for the danger to our house to be averted and to our people to be averted in the calmest way possible, the way that causes least destruction and least harm to people who do not deserve it. I have seen what what the kind of wars that happens within our people will do, and I have no wish to see it again. So if I could quietly magic away this problem that you were handed, I would be so happy to do that. The question was, what did I wish you would do, wasn't it? Uh, the question is, what do you wish I would do? But I've said, what do you wish we would do? So I've tweaked it slightly, but... Yes. Yes, of course. And so I think what she says is, if you would at least let me know what you plan to do, I can assist in whatever way I can to help our people. And then she says, how can I get you to work with me on this? Oh, so she doesn't have to ask me the same question? No. How can you get me to work with you on this? And that could be you collectively or you personally. Yeah, I'm going to take it as the collective. So she just said that she wants... So I said, what do you wish we would do? What was her reply to that again, sorry? She wishes that you would include her in what you're planning to... Mm, Like, you would let her know and accept her help in what you're planning to do. And then she said, how can I get you to... How can I get you to work with me on this? You need to give us something that we can... Look, I'm going to level you, Gramachi. This is... This has got the potential to go horribly wrong. We... If we can't trust you, then we're going to have to find another way around this. We need to know we can trust you and that you're not just going to sell us out as soon as we get to the city. I know what you're saying, and I'm getting... I'm getting the feeling that you're thinking that if you can either hand us in and make us disappear and get the gem back to the House of Red, that all the problems are gone. But that's not the case. Because whoever has stolen this gem and given it to us is clearly trying to cause friction. Either they're trying to implicate you by being associated with us. I'm not saying they are, I'm not saying they're not. But the gem has been stolen by someone and given given out. Assuming you're telling us the truth, that this person came along and matching our description. Again, all we have is your word on this. You could be just feeding us a yarn. How do I know you're not doing that? At this point, I've kind of gone off from the questions. We're having a conversation now that's basically truth-based. She stares down into the little firebox that she uses to keep her kettle warm and takes a sip of her tea. She looks you in the eye and she says, your assessment is absolutely correct. I could do those things, but I do not feel that they would be... I don't see that they would solve their problem. You're correct. 
Tristan Wilde. You are correct. The game that is being played perhaps even expects this of me. But I feel that whatever these people are demanding of me, I don't want to go along with it. They want you to be in trouble, and that means that for them to be prevented from making matters worse, I think you need to be kept safe as far as possible. And I've seen that you are very strong and competent people, but if I can aid you, I believe that that will only benefit us. Okay. Is that an answer to one of my magical questions? So I'm now awaiting an answer to check it's truthful, or...? Oh, that's a good point. I think that was just conversation. But I was kind of going to go, I'd like to tweak this charming and open that when a conversation starts, it's more freeform. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely get the feeling that she's being honest with you. Yeah. This is like an open conversation. Okay, so just scrap the specific questions. Yeah, yeah, sure. So you agree that whoever is trying to set us up clearly doesn't have the Red Silk House's best interests at Of course. They're trying to cause division. They're trying to... I think we know a little bit of your history from what I've picked up talking to people around the caravans, that you guys have quite a sophisticated political structure that is quite fractious and very tense a lot of the time. Is that correct? That that would be accurate, yes. Absolutely, yes. So this is the problem we're facing. So we let's just try and lay this lay the cards on the table we want to help you because you have done you've you've saved us you've done nothing but be gracious host uh, we're trying to repay the favor you can see that we're we've given the gem over as soon as we could we have no interest in these politics but what we don't like is being set up so if somebody's trying to screw us you can be damn well sure we are gonna fuck with them first so we are going to put all our powers now into working out what is going on um, but we don't want to cause more trouble for you. We don't want this to bring about another, I guess, silk war, is it, if it was, was called something like that. Yes, that, that, would be, that would be a fair term for it. What I think is that if we get to the city, you will want to... You will need to be able to move around it. And that will be difficult if people are paying too much attention to you. So I feel that if we are to work together, when we arrive at Land City, it would serve us well to keep you out of sight until you can get into the city unnoticed and we can keep you undercover. I understand that that might feel hard for you to trust. In this pause, while Mamachi is... Um checking her tea brewing i'm just gonna get a quick breath of fresh air basically i'm gonna find enigma because she's the only one that kind of is enigma's a liar so she knows lying <laughs> a liar knows a liar wait i'm not a liar enigma she seems on the level man i'm getting the vibe that I, th I think she wants the same thing as us but she is now suggesting that when we get to the city we lay low right but i'm thinking that you and bambri would be pretty good at if you don't want to be seen, you're not going to be seen. That's fair to say. And we could get in around the edges. I'm assuming there's like some kind of walls around the edges. No, it's isn't it just a rolling band of caravans? You know, I reckon we could sneak in before everyone else. We could run up to it. No, you would know that the city is basically like an enormous wagon, which all the other wagons connect up to. So it's not loads of wagons attached together. It's one big wagon. Yes, well... 
In which case, we could definitely sneak into a wagon. So, yes, you have a vast central wagon and then connected to that vast wagon, the other villages come in and hook up to it. Okay. And they basically put down... Like in the scum. Like they connect them together and put down streets around the villages that have connected up. So they kind of integrate them with the city. And then when their visit's done, they drift away again. They shift away and go back onto their travel patterns. Okay. Pulled by sky whales, right? Which I think is a, is a Wild Hearts reference. Uh. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Enigma, I'm going to say to Mother Chi, and I'm pretty sure that Bambri's got a way of disguising what mm. he looks like as well. So I'm confident, and I want to make sure you're confident that you can sneak off and get into the city if me and Percy lie low. Taste my thing. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't even know why I'm asking. I'm basically just asking because I haven't really spoken to you for a bit and I feel a bit like we're kind of drifting apart, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, hmm. I know, we just needed to reconnect. There was all that boy stuff and... Yeah, I wasn't saying that... You're not... Re- you know, I've, look, while those other guys aren't here... <laughs> what do you most desire? Uh, yeah, wait, wait. Were you all kind of open conversation? I don't want involved in that. <laughs> yeah, I'm now leaning against the door frame and I've unbuttoned a couple of tops... <laughs> I've just got to, you know, deal with a wheel. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, look, while those guys aren't there, I feel I feel like we've got a, a spark. There's a fire between us, Enigma. And, Whoa! But, you know, I, I, I just, I've got to act up in front of the guy. You know, I've got to be one of the lads, one of the boys, you know, and that means putting you down sometimes. <laughs> I know, toxic masculinity. Yeah, I've got to embrace that sometimes because it... I understand. <laughs> it, it works with those two. You know, Banbury looks up to me and Percy wants to be me and you want to sleep with me. Whoa! So I've got all these... Bo- I'm juggling fire. I'm juggling fire all the time. <laughs> While he's talking, I'm going to sneak off. <laughs> he doesn't even notice because he's basically talking to himself now. <laughs> Look, the thing is, Enigma, she's, I, I really think she's trustworthy. I think... And what do you think? I really need your input. Go. Hit me with every bit of information you have. Oh, hi, Tristan. What what are you doing out here? Oh. <laughs> Sh- shouldn't you be... Hi. You know, uh, talking to Granny G? Okay. I'm just looking around. I'm like, yep. I, seriously, there's there's literally nowhere she can have gone. <laughs> I'm like on top of a wagon just going, for fuck's sake. How the crap does she do that? <laughs> if I knew what Batman was, I'd say she was like Batman. <laughs> also... I was proving my point that I could totally sneak into that place. I want to get on the top of a massive, like, <laughs> sky whale-driven wagon and then, like, sneak my way in, like, cut a hole and then maybe get lowered down on a rope. What, you're going to cut a hole in one of the whales? Not the whale! Oh, right. I just go in through the blowhole, clearly! Yeah, but the problem is that now I'm like, well, maybe I wasn't talking to Enigma, maybe I've just imagined this whole thing. <laughs> Okay, um, Percy, it's fine. I'm going to pop back into Mama Chi. Whoa. <laughs> oh, oh, ooh. Uh, you probably, probably don't need to go quite that far. Um. Mm. Well, you know, just, just, I suppose, do what you need to to find the info, but... Thank you, Percy. I will take your religious advice on board. Yeah, well, we will not talk of this again. Hold my trousers. Oh, mm, I, I guess. I'm going to pop back into Mama Chi and I'm like, I'm like, how are you feeling right now? <laughs> she's, 
she... Uh... I, I'm a bit surprised, Tristan, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, look, Grandma Who's Chi. your master now, Mama Chi? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you serve? So I'm going to say, look, okay, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, Christ, these are bloody hot trousers. Not icy. <laughs> So I get what you're saying, and I I agree to the to a certain amount. I think Percy and I will remain hidden, but I think it's safe to say there are other members of our group that have abilities that being noticed won't be a problem. So if you're happy with that, we will stay with you, and you give them the freedom to do what they have to do, and you have to trust us. We will trust you, you trust us. She says, all right, Tristan Wilde, I have seen you act truly honourably in the time you've visited here. So I will trust you to keep your word and we will, I will do everything I can to help you okay. and the other more aggressive chickens. I mean, we're hawks, we're not chickens. Yeah, we're, we're hawks. Is he calling us cocks? She says, yes, but when you were first introduced, you introduced yourselves as more aggressive chickens. I said pigeons. Oh, pigeons. You've misquoted me. <laughs> oh, sorry, I shouldn't be in here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> See, Madame Chi, they are here without you even realising. <laughs> yeah, we're a good crop. Bambri just stands behind the curtain again. <laughs> I will give her the deepest of slow nods, a true sign of respect among the pigeons. Uh, hawks. <laughs> she inclines her head and raises her little teacup in salute. I'll raise my little Tristan T. Wild merch and give it a little chink and <laughs> knock it back and go and find the hawks. Have you been drinking out of little Tristan T. Wild shot glasses the entire time? Yeah, I'm going to leave one on the table for her. She says, wait, the face on that looks a tiny bit like you. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. <laughs> wonky nose, though. Here, keep this wonky nose. <laughs> Don't know why you've called her that, though. It's a bit insulting. So I'm going to go and find the hawks. Except I don't know when... I'm like, guys, have you seen Enigma? I swear I was talking to her literally a minute ago. No, me neither. It's weird. Um, right. Ali, do you want to get in on this so you're not excluded for another two hours? Hey! Okay, I'll swing on into uh, the wagon. Right. So, Sup? As, I, as I said to Enigma, honestly, I think she's straight. <clears throat> she doesn't want to cause so another silk war and... She knows that whoever's trying to set this up is either trying to set her up or is trying to cause some trouble. So she wants this dealt with as quickly and quietly as possible. She suggested that we stay with her um, and go into the city unnoticed. And I think the best way to do that is if you and I, Percy, stay hidden. Banbury can turn invisible and change how he looks. Enigma it can get around mm -hmm. without being seen. Mm. Those two get in and then we'll find a way to disguise. And when we're in there... We'll, we'll arrange to meet up and we'll get out and start doing some investigating. But now we have to work out exactly what we're going to do. I think we should probably all go and have a conversation with Madame Chi about what the plan is. I think we can include her in our plans now, basically. Is, is that not the same conversation four times? No, I mean, that. if we have a conversation about it, we don't know what we're doing. So far, we know that you and I are hiding and those two are going into the city. We've got no plan aside from that. Maybe we should have that conversation amongst ourselves first, and then if we need to speak to her, we can. Mm, okay. Also, maybe logistics of that need to be changed slightly. I can look like someone else. I can make one person invisible. Enigma's pretty good at being sneaky. 
So I could make someone else invisible, as in one of you two, and then we only need to disclose one of you. You're a talented, charismatic individual. If we actually put the effort in... Thank you, Bambri. To be fair... <laughs> yes. Percy, you're a charismatic and talented individual. You could probably act if we gave you a disguise. Or we could disguise Tristan, who's less charismatic. But he is carrying his own merch. Yeah. But no one's heard of him here. I could just mess my hair up and, you know, hide my... No one knows who I am, really. I mean, no, yeah, but they've still heard the descriptions of us. We still need to change, so... Ah. I'm going to borrow a colour-changing outfit from Grandma Chi, and then I can change what I'm wearing and blend in... Maybe they've got hair dye here. Is it like global hypercolour? She has told you that they exist. She doesn't actually own one. Damn it. Presumably, if she... I was trying to cheatily get myself one. If she did, it might be halfling-sized. That's all right. Um, I, <laughs> I am... You can wear it as shorts and a crop top. Perhaps counterintuitively, I am going to suggest that you make Tristan invisible if we're going to make any of us invisible, because I can speak the language. That's true. Okay, so we need to disguise you. Tristan's going to be invisible and quiet... Enigma's going to be sneaky, and I'm going to look like someone else. Job done. So now we need to make you a disguise and a gag for him. I'm going to whip some curtains off the wall. Although, in, in, in a way, I'm also... I mean, if if somebody else wants to not be invisible disguised, then it, it would make life a little bit easier in terms of coming up with cover and things. So, Ben, we've been travelling for six weeks, yeah? So if we're just coming up towards Land City, then that will have been about six weeks. Okay, yeah. in that six weeks, we've made friends with the people on this caravan. Yeah, and and you've all got the basics of the okay. language. So you can, you've got kind of like the get by in vocabulary, but if you had to ask for directions, you might get... So Percy can actually speak their language fully, yeah? Yeah, Percy has a complete understanding of it. So if he has like built-in translate, but it translates it into effectively Latin. So we can get some clothes which look like their national dress and put it on. Do humans live in this area? Oh yes, okay. they do. I Percy would look quite white, but that's okay. Mm, well, we're not browning him up because we're not doing that. No, that's right. exactly. We, I mean, we've been he... we've been in the desert for weeks, so I'm assuming he's tanned compared to how he yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's pretty tanned, actually. So, yeah, he might not be that noticeable. Okay. So, we'll spend some time negotiating with some of the people on the caravan um, to yep. try and get him some clothes. Um, and yep, maybe Enigma some clothes as well, because she might be seen. Like, hopefully. Well, I need to look my best if I am. So, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Grandmother Chi Cravat. actually recommends Enigma that, from the idea she's got of you, she says, I think you might need this and she she gives you quite a light short over robe and it packs with like a veil that you can put over your chin it's basically it's a ninja outfit 100 yes. <laughs> percent. <laughs> what color is it, it oh it, it's proper black black ninja. yeah of course i was just checking you know it might be a red ninja uh, is this not the red silk house do they not just produce red silk there's a lot of trade between the houses okay and they work together. Especially but ninja costumes. This isn't like true black. There's a difference between the true dyed black that has like the magical in like it Vanta and black. just black. Right. So is this so, the equivalent? Is this actually something that they wear? Or is this the equivalent of like a shitty Halloween costume that they've just given a... Because we might... That yeah. might be an option. Maybe uh, we should just go in there as a stag do. 
This is the this is yeah. the traditional. Why is Enigma a sexy cat? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is the traditional garb of the higher level thieves and assassins who work for the high levels. Thieves and assassins, sexy cats. Oh, the thieves and assassins have set clothes, do they? So the thieves are like, oh, oh you, yeah, <laughs> good. You but, know, it's like gang clothes. It's like you know. Gang colours. Have you ever watched a sea drama? Everyone who's who's doing anything like that always has like a black ninja outfit on for some reason. Mm. Yeah. Just, that's oh, just like, like SS a cultural norm. It's like the Crips and the Bloods. <laughs> like, how else do you know that they're an assassin? That'd be ridiculous. Baddies have uniforms. Exactly. Okay, so yep. Enigma's going to go dressed as a baddie. And... <laughs> I'm not comfy with the Nazi outfit, mind. What she says is, if the time comes that you need this, have it with you. It's a, a, it's a little hairband with ears on. Can I just put it on now and see what it just because I think it is going to look pretty cool. Yeah, and you do look pretty rad. I look pretty rad in this. So what kind of outfit would Percy like? I'm Sexy cat. <laughs> Sexy cat. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't think they actually have a sexy cat outfit. Also, it's kind of... Hey, Ben, furries are universal. Not, not in interested. every single culture, if Percy wants to get in the furry kind of subculture yep. of this land, that's something we have to acknowledge and let him do. Fair. I think they do sexy, sexy whales. Uh, like, a, like a sperm whale. He may even still yeah. have the um, the beaten up robes. Oh yeah, he's got his beaten uh, up robes. Before. They're actually they can provide you with like the type of tunic that that most of the people here wear. If they can be adapted in some way to make it a so bit you more... do a reasonable take on a kind of mm. member of one of the villages. Um, perhaps they also. I suggest... would like a sombrero and poncho and maybe some panpipes. No one here has <laughs> those. <laughs> um, you know, perhaps if you Lame. went to one of the Dwarven Kingdoms, but okay. I think the recommendation would be that you might dye your hair black. He's getting pretty grey, yeah. He's getting a bit grey, bit bit of the old, uh, you know, it just, just makes him... Put a bit of boot polish in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A bit of just for men. Really? You think you should dye it? Okay. Fine, I suppose. Because uh, Percy's kind of blonde, mm. isn't he? He's... Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought he was grey. Yeah, and again, that that's unusual coloration on the planes. Fine. Very well, I'll rub some mud into my head. <laughs> they offer, they're quite happy to give you some like colourant that they use as hair colourant. I, I suppose this in this entire scenario is based around dyes. Yeah, exactly. So maybe they would have something. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. I'd like red red dye, please, my hair. Okay, they, they so they dye your hair like is it red highlights Black with or red all highlights. out red? Mm, I, I, I guess yeah, I want to be strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde. Okay, well that's mm. pretty easy. That's like one one run because like blonde, yeah. blonde, a bit of red. Strawberry blonde, kushti. Okay, so yeah. we have strawberry blonde. Haven't we just, you know, destroyed the point of dyeing his hair? Yeah, we've gone from blonde to slightly different blonde. Should we not? Now he's more obvious. Well, I th- I think it looks good. <laughs> Percy, it's not about looking. I mean, yeah. you look lovely, but we want you to. Thanks, Bambury. That's really kind of you. We want you to not look like... They described you as... What was it? Uh, a traditional... What was it? It's like a weightlifter or something? A strong man. Traditional weightlifter. And now I'm strawberry blonde. Right. Completely different. Checks out. Checks out. Maybe lose some muscle mass. Yeah. Can you do that? Stop doing press-ups for a week? I can't do that. Play off the squats? Every day's leg day. <laughs> well, it wasn't a desert for you, admittedly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. there we go. Costume, costume, invisible, old man, sorted. With strawberry blonde hair. Oh, I actually meant I was going to be the mm. old man. 
Oh, are you going to dye your hair? Uh, no, it'll just magically look like a... You'll just look different. <laughs> the city first appears as a smudge on the horizon. Smoke from cooking fires and steam from dye works creating a low cloud over the plain, through which vast shadows drift. As you approach, you get a clearer picture of the shape of Land City, the golden bright paints of the leading wagons with colourful pennants drifting languorously in the air above garden roofs. Behind that, the great towers of the central square, two on the front, one in the centre. Warehouse-sized buildings seem small by comparison, and then behind those, a long tail laden with workshops and the long structures of the dye works, where silk is prepared. From each side of the central square, itself a wagon of extraordinary size. Long arms reach out, each tipped with a wheel perhaps 50 feet tall, hooked to long blue silver chains on these arms, rolling along behind them are the countless wagons of the rolling people. Different Hemu caravans lashed together, moving slowly along with the city itself. Boards are carefully fitted between them, creating a slowly shifting deck that the citizens of, Lunz of the Lunzideren walk across as comfortably as though it was solid ground. In the haze above the streets, vast shadows shift as two enormous sky whales, the largest you've seen, slowly drag the great wagon forward, chained to great harnesses that connect them to the tops of the towers. Flocks of birds flit among the wagons and overhead pale shapes like bundles of rags drift with steady purpose over the city. The rumble of wheels and shifting boards mixes with the hubbub and noise of a living city reaching out to you across the plains. Listen to one podcast this summer. Listen to crudely drawn <laughs> swords. <laughs> like, subscribe, review. <laughs> My forehead is among the ten best foreheads on this podcast. Yep. Easily top five. It's right up there. Among the top four heads on this podcast. Top four head. There's five of us. Doesn't that make 20 heads? Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's not Airwolf. Oh, is it, is it, wait, is it noise making time? Mag's making noise, I want to join in. Sorry. That, my keyboard's a lot louder than my old keyboard. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> I like it. And by like, I mean hate. Okay, so oh, we're on yeah. 10, 30, let's go on 45. Oh, hang on, it's time to I know. I closed it. Cut three seconds. You've got five seconds. <laughs> it ain't gonna happen. Okay, fifty then. We'll go on fifty. I mean, that's not enough for him to. No, that's true. 
Sorry. Okay, have you got it up now, Gwen? <laughs> 55. And time <laughs> dot is. Not Come yet. on, Gwen. On you 11. can do it with all on your the... friends. Peer pressure okay, Gwen. Yeah, Get got it, it There we go. What am I going on? It was uh, 11. <laughs> I think I was the only one that did it. 10 seconds. <laughs> On what side? He yeah, said eight, eight seconds. Why would he pick eight? Why would he say eight? Why would he say eight? I don't know. Why would he pick eight? God. <laughs> right, let's do 25. 25, 25 sounds good. Okay. No, 25. Don't even say it, Ali. Don't joke. 30. My clap yeah. hasn't had any conviction. Can we do one more? Like 35. <laughs> he was like, 30, 35, 35 coming up. Now there's just going to be a million claps. Yeah, no more claps. Oh, no, we're guess clapped. no one. We're all clapped out. Right. Welcome Please. to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast in which five people are unable to clap <laughs> seconds. At the same so time. So good, good luck enjoying the rest of our nonsense. <laughs>